Good morning. Welcome to the CrestCast podcast. I'm Dick Wagner, a co-founder of the Crest Network, the Crest Library, and I'm a longtime blogger at AskDickWagner.com. Bill Giannone, the other co-founder of the Crest Network, is a wizard with financials and numbers, and he'll periodically be doing some of these CrestCasts also. My topics are usually for me, marketing related. My phone number, 419-202-6745, and you can call me anytime. My topic today is parking on your customer's lawn. Yeah, parking on your customer's lawn. Sure, it's wrong, yet it still happens. And usually, because we failed to teach our employees correctly. Parking on your customer's lawn won't win your technician any points with the client, and it could very easily get your company kicked off the job. Yes, parking on a customer's lawn can get you fired and get you fired fast. There are a specific set of rules the rules in quotation marks that should be governed on or should govern how a technician uh, or any of your staff members act when visiting a residential customer's home. Too many times we turn them loose and we fail to give them the proper training and guidelines on the right way to interact when they're at your client's home. Some are matters of business etiquette that's fallen by the wayside. Others are safety issues. All of them are important to the customer relationship. Here are some suggestions about the correct rules that should be followed in no particular order, and it's not even close to being all-inclusive, but it just gives you an idea. I've listed off about a dozen of them just to, to help you kind of put your head in gear as to what you should be thinking, what you should be teaching your staff. Number one is be on time, or for heaven's sakes, at least the technician can call them before they're due to arrive and let them know how far out they are, when they're going to arrive, uh, how late they're going to be. It's just common courtesy. When we have contractors come to our home to do different things, in this day and age, almost always we're receiving a text from the company with the name of the technician and when he's scheduled to arrive. And on that morning when he's due or maybe even a half an hour before he's due to arrive, I might get a text from him specifically saying, you know, my name is John Doe and I'll be arriving from XYZ company in about 30 minutes. 
I always recommend to the technicians that you park in the street when you can, at least initially. Knock on the door and then take a step or two or three back from that door. So, to the, so you're not like nose against the glass waiting for them to open and scare the living bejesus out of them. Greet them by name. For heaven's sakes, make sure your technician or your staff member knows the person's name and greet them by name. Offer them your business card. If you don't give your technicians business cards, shame on you as the owner, because for heaven's sakes, business cards today uh, cost, what, $10 for 100 I mean, it's just dirt cheap. $25 for 500 of them. Spend the money. It's a tab of professionalism that you can convey to your customer. It's also a, a bit of professionalism that your employee feels when they actually have a business card. Then you can ask them if it's okay to park in your driveway and specifically if, they, if it's on the right-hand side or the left-hand side or you know, if, if their car is in the garage and they need to get out, how will you not interfere? You ask those questions. Also ask permission to bring in tools. Don't just come barging in with a, a bunch of awkward pieces of equipment or tools. Ask for permission first. Ask permission to bring the stuff in and confirm which door they want you to use. Wear booties over your shoes and use throw tarps or walk-off mats before you start carrying stuff in. That'll blow your customer's mind and they will be impressed and appreciative. It's okay to accept a cold beverage, but for heaven's sakes, don't ever accept a cold beer or alcohol. Sometimes our, our as employers, we don't even realize that we should explain that to our technicians. Your technicians should learn to ask open-ended questions, questions that encourage the client to talk. Yes or no questions get you exactly that, a yes or no answer and nothing else. Teach them how to ask open-ended questions. Thank them for choose, excuse me, for choosing your company. And when you're done, for heaven's sakes, please ask them for a referral or a Yelp review and send out the Yelp review link to them by email or phone text so that they can easily click on it and go in and, and give you hopefully a, a good or very good five-star reference. If you do all of these correctly, they will then love you. If you do them wrong and you won't get another job from them or you won't get another referral, they won't 
rave about you to their friends and relatives if you do it wrong. In fact, if you do it wrong, they're going to gripe and complain about you and the name of your company over and over, and you do not want that. If you do it wrong, the customers are never going to hire your company again. You're never going to get to come back again, and you're probably never going to get a good review. Now I want to tell you about some things that you should not do or say. And they seem rather obvious, but I wrote an extensive list for you because they're, they're somewhat stupid, some of them, but yet so many technicians, even when I was a GM for a restoration company, I had technicians that did these things and it's just aggravating, it's offensive. I often got phone calls from my customer griping about the employee and what they did or what they said. Number one on the top of my list, even though you have a policy of not smoking in the vehicle, many of them don't follow that policy. And so when they pull up to the, to the customer's home, at least they don't keep on smoking while they're approaching the customer but they tend to flick their cigarette butts out across the yard, sometimes onto their beautifully manicured and landscaped grass. Please don't let them do that. They think they're being polite by ditching their cigarette, but they're not being polite by ditching it out onto the customer's property. When I have a cigarette butt or a pop can or something that ends up out on my berm, out, out near my yard, I, and I, if I'm mowing, I pick it up. I don't like to see it there. It's just disgusting. And that's what other customers are going to feel also. Something obvious, but don't park on their lawn. I've had technicians that when they arrived, they're sloppy, they're careless. They pulled in, they drove across the lawn or part across the lawn. They sometimes even drove across a flower garden or a, or a flower bush or shrub. Please don't do that. And don't be late. Don't ring the doorbell. Chimes may wake up a sleeping infant. Many times we don't think about that. Oh, they got a doorbell. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. They don't come to the door right away because they're busy tending to or feeding their baby. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. They keep on doing it. And it's offensive. It's obnoxious. And it can wake the baby up. And that's the last thing the parent wants. Don't ever smoke on the customer's property. Don't use their bathroom without asking. Don't make comments about expensive things. I'm talking like guns or expensive or what you think might be expensive wall art or other things like those. Don't ever ask 
the wife if she's alone. Geez, that's just a no-no. It's, it's scary. It's intimidating. Many, many customers are taught and learn that they never say they're alone. They always have somebody or imply that they have somebody else in the house. Don't ask that question. I am just amazed at how many technicians and employees that arrive at a customer's home don't know that that's not an appropriate thing to ask. Don't interact with their pet unless the homeowner invites you to do so. Yeah, you're going to have cats crawling around your legs and in and out and, and so forth on your toolbox, sniffing your tools. Same thing with dogs. You're going to have dogs that will jump up on you. You're going to have dogs coming over to you, wanting to you to pet them. Make sure you talk with the homeowner about that first. Don't ever trash your competitor. Jeez, you don't want to say, oh, they're a bunch of jerks. They might really be a bunch of jerks, but you don't want to say that. You never want to trash your competitor. While you're talking to them, leave your phone in your pocket. Even if it's ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing, don't answer it until you're done with your customer or you can excuse yourself appropriately and step away or step outside. Don't be negative about your own company or your boss or one of your workers or your salesperson. Geez, that's offensive. It, it doesn't distract or detract from the person you're talking about, it detracts from you. It kills your believability and credibility if you're gonna badmouth one of your own people. Don't wear dirty clothes or an inappropriate attire. You know, here in Florida, it took me a little bit of time to get used to it. Um, in Florida, an awful lot of technicians and staff, even those people that come in and they're out there working in your home, they will often have shorts on. That took me a long time to get used to that. I just never um, comprehended that you could wear shorts, even in the summertime. But the one thing that you don't want to do is if you have a female employee and maybe maybe they're doing uh, they're assisting or a helper or they're doing contents uh, or they're they're the lead technician. I have heard of staff, female staff wearing short shorts, wearing very tight halter tops. Jeez. You know, as guys, hey, maybe we like that. But as a, a customer, it just demonstrates a lack of professionalism, a lack of respect, and they should not do that. You should never, ever touch your customer other than an appropriate handshake. You don't 
hug your customer. You don't hold their arm, touch their arm. You should not put your arm around them on their shoulder. That, that's also extremely inappropriate. A handshake's fine. Kind of people respond in kind. So if you stick out your hand to shake theirs, probably they're gonna stick out their hand to shake yours. Don't argue or challenge them on any of the complaints that they have. Acknowledge them and move on. Acknowledge them and try to fix them. Don't argue or challenge them about some of the requests that they might have. Engage somebody higher up in your company to address those complaints or those requests, especially if those requests aren't part of the job or aren't part of the scope. And please don't accept bribes or offers of side work. It not only jeopardizes your credibility, but it jeopardizes your relationship with your employer and it makes your customer question the the total way that you're treating your client, or excuse me, that you're treating your employer and how your employer might be treating you. Service people are expected to arrive and to work inside people's home with a high level of impeccable manners and professionalism the entire time that they're there. Obviously, you can't be prim and proper working on HVA ducting or fixing their basement flooding or cleaning up after a sewage overflow. But there are certain rules of etiquette that should be followed. Maintaining that all of your important aspects uh, or, or all of the important aspects of what I uh, mentioned early on, things that should be done, uh, these are expected. It demonstrates that you're following that all-important respect for your client and their home. And that's crucial while you're still getting the job done. This business etiquette spans the entire gamut of the customer experience from arriving on time to where you park to how and when and where you unpack your tools and your equipment. Sure, it can be difficult to remember every single detail that I've mentioned here, and I've probably mentioned a dozen of them, that are things that you should do. I've probably mentioned, geez, well over a dozen things that you should not do. Uh, it's, it's really a challenge to remember all of those do's and don'ts. But if you teach it and you respond to it regularly, you constantly remind your technicians about it, even going so far as to ask them to tell you some of the things that they should or should not be doing, that it, that'll tell you whether they've retained that or whether they remembered that. 
And I certainly wanted to hope and, and hope that I was able to give you a, a few cool ideas on interacting at the job site. And I also want to remind you that we do at the Crest Network, we do on-site training for your technician, for your front office staff, as well as extremely intense, intense coaching of your marketers. I'm Dick Wagner. I'm a nationally recognized coach, a consultant, a trainer, a mentor, an advisor, and yes, a public speaker as well as being the original creator of the nationally renowned PREP pre-disaster program. PREP stands for Priority Response Emergency Program, and it is available from the Crest Network. The Crest Network and the Crest Library, in addition to me and Bill Giannone and many others in the Crest Group, are your opportunity to leverage our restoration knowledge and help your company be a top producer, a power broker in our industry, and extremely profitable. If you still need questions answered, call me now, Dick Wagner, 419-202-6745. Again, 419 202 six, seven, four, five. Talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening.